Come on, let's lift up the name of Jesus Christ. There is none other in heaven or on earth. Welcome to another episode of Hope in Christ with Denise. Here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast, where we place our hope in the only hope there is, Christ our Lord. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome back to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influences Broadcast. I'm your host, Pastor Denise, and I welcome you back to the show. In between our episodes of interviewing phenomenal authors, indie authors, traditional authors, whoever got seen, ministers, teachers, and those that are aspiring to write for Christ, we... Um, have episodes where I do devotionals, where today we're going to begin a series of devotionals about barrenness. So we're going to begin with a word of prayer, and then we'll begin today's show. Father, we thank you, O oh God, for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you that you alone are God, and we thank you that you are a healer. So we pray and ask God that those that are walking in spiritual barrenness that you, O oh God, they would come to know in the power of your resurrection. Father, we pray and ask, O oh God, for clarity. We pray and ask, O oh God, for opening of our eyes and opening the, the eyes of our heart and the eyes of our understanding that we may know the truth and your truth will make us free. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, in between our shows of interviewing phenomenal authors and ministers, teachers, and, and just the different people we've had on the show, we'll be doing episodes of devotionals. Part of the Hope in Christ ministry um, began as devotionals for people to read and be inspired in Christ. And so um, we're going to be talking about barrenness, spiritual barrenness. Um, I'm going to give you my testimony of my physical barrenness, but in addition to that, I was actually both spiritual and physical, physically barren. And so we're going to begin with um, the definition of barren. So the definition of barren is to be ineffective, inactive, idle, yielding, no return because of inactivity, lacking, not productive, desolate, dry, unfruitful, and depleted. Let me say that again. Barrenness is ineffective, inactive, not active, idle, yielding, no return, because of inactivity, lacking, not productive, and desolate, and as well as unfruitful and depleted. And so I stand today and I on on the airways having you to hear that I was these things. Some years back, I, I, I struggled with physical and spiritual barrenness. So, again, we know that physically barren means to not be able to bear children. But the definition of barrenness is ineffective, inactive, idle, yielding, no return, because of inactivity, lacking, not productive, 
desolate, dry, unfruitful, and depleted. So that's the definition of barrenness and what it actually means. And so we know that when we think of spiritually barren, we think of these terms of being ineffective because when we're barren, when we're ineffective, when we are depleted and dry and desolate, we can't be productive. We can't walk in our purpose. And so um, I'm going to walk you through a journey, just my personal journey of how um, God just began to, to move in my life and the people he placed around me for me to come out of my desolate place, of my unfruitful and depleted place, and, and I'm now able to walk not just in my true identity, but also in my purpose that he placed inside of me. And so uh, I'm going to, you know, share that with you in a few moments. So where did I get the idea about barrenness? Well, I'm working on a project. I'm working on a few projects. But right now I'm working on two um, types of fiction. Um, one is for women's inspiration, Christian fiction, and one is for teen girls. And many people have read my first novella, Hannah's Hope, and um, based on my personal testimony. And um, I'm currently writing Hannah's Heart and also Barren Wound, which is the women's inspirational novel. And so that's where I get my inspiration about barrenness because it started with Hannah. It started in my lowly place as a kid where, where I thought there was protection, where I thought, um, you know, as a kid you have no worries. You're not supposed to have worries. And, and so when just growing up and some of the things that I experienced, that's where I became depleted. That's where I became desolate. That's where all of that was. Then as an adult, I became inactive. I became inactive, lacking, not productive, not producing, even though I was a Christian as an adult. I became a, a Christian, and I'll walk you through that journey. I became a Christian um, in my 20s, in my early 20s, and I still was barren. I still was barren, not realizing that I was. And so, um, again, it's based on my personal experiences. As I've been working through the chapters of these books, I have pondered more and more on the word, the word barren, and, and, and God helping me to understand what he brought me out of. As I personally walked through physical barrenness, I learned that it was far more. I learned these things out when I was actually walking, after I walked through these things. I was so spiritually barren. I was so just empty. I didn't know I needed Christ, but I did. Somebody listening to me doesn't know that they need Christ, but you do. I searched and I searched and I searched to fill the void that was inside of me. I searched to fill that void. As a teenager, after everything, I searched. I made mistakes. I, I wanted love from family. I wanted love from people. And that just would not 
filled the empty place that was inside of me. I, again, was depleted and I was unfruitful. And so, again, as I um, work on this series, God has truly been placing on my heart redemption, the redemption series, the My True Identity series of books that he's laying on my heart to write. And it's because there are so many women like me, the way I was, that need to know that he's our redeemer that he is in him, our identity lies. And so um, that's why I want to share my personal testimony with you today. As a kid, as I shared before, I, even then, as a young child, walked around knowing inside of me that there was more, had to be more to God than what I saw around me. I heard people talking about God. I heard, um, I saw people going to church. But I didn't see anything changing. And so as I was growing up as this kid and I was experiencing all these things I was going through, I still in my heart said, God, there has to be more about you. I knew in my heart that there was a God. I knew that. Something inside of me, outside of what people had taught me, something inside of me knew that there was a God, and there is a God, and someone is greater than me that made me and all this other stuff that I see around me. So I remember those things, and as I got older, I withdrew. Remember, my barrenness started when my spirit was broken, when, when I was shattered, everything was shattered from a kid, I, that's where the barrenness started. And so as a, an adult, as I grew from a teenager to a um, young adult, and now I'm in my 40s, it took many, many years for me to walk and discover that I was empty, that I needed Christ, and I didn't know it. So at the age, um, I was around probably around 24, 25, where I came to realize that I couldn't take it anymore. I I wanted something more. I knew there was something more than the people that had disappointed me, than the things that had happened to me. I knew that I needed more in my life. I knew it. And so... In my early 20s, as I shared, I moved away from my hometown and I moved to another city um, in the same state, in the state of Florida. And when I moved there, I began, my heart more and more began to pull towards wanting to know more. And so I never forget, and I probably shared this before, but I never forget I walked into this salon, and I, well, when I used to have my hair relaxed, I walked in the salon, and I was looking to get my hair done. And so not realizing that God knew my heart, and the person whose chair I sat in began to minister to me. 
Now, there were people years before that had ministered to me, but I just kept saying to them, I don't want to play with God. I had seen all the the games, and I've seen people go to church, and I've seen people do it, and it just was just, it was just the same. They, I didn't see the power of God moving in their life because they weren't surrendered to his lordship. And so on that particular day, I went and I sat in her chair. And when I sat in her chair, I did not realize she was an evangelist. And God placed me right where he needed me. Remember, I was barren. I, at that point, and I felt to mention at that point, I had had a miscarriage. And so I was, that made it even worse. So in the midst of all of what had happened in my life growing up, now I've miscarried my first child. So it makes me more and more empty. I was struggling with depression. I was struggling with depression, anger, you name it. And so... I remember sitting in this, this lady's chair, and as I sat in her chair, I, felt, I began to feel very comfortable talking to her for some reason, and I began to share with her what I had experienced. And she said one phrase to me that changed my life, one phrase that changed my life. She said, want God more than you want anything else. At that moment, I did not realize that I wanted something else more than God, that I had chased after people that I had. Even at such a young age, um, in my early 20s, I did not realize that everything that I was looking for, I was searching for in people. I was searching for it in in things and in people, and, and and I was just disappointed. And even in the child that I carried, I was searching for that love that was missing, and that was missing from um, the inside. And so, again, I sat in her chair barren. I sat in her chair desolate, like a dry, desolate land. That's how I was. And I heard her, and then I said, huh? And she repeated what what she had said previously. And so, of course, I left her shop. She finished my hair. I left her shop, and I wept. All the way home, I sat, and I wept, and I wept, and I wept. And my words were, God, I did not know. I did not know that I wanted something or someone more than you. And we don't realize that when we're walking in our barren place, that it is because, in some instances, that we want something more than God. For those of us that are barren, physically barren, and, and, and struggle with, I struggle with endometriosis, and that was the result of the miscarriage and um, finding out about endometriosis. And, and to God be the glory, we have a son today, me and my husband. But we have to understand that God is the filler. He is the one, the source. He's the love that we desire. He is the one that will bear fruit 
in our life, the fruit of, of, of filling our hearts with love, filling our hearts with peace and joy in his Holy Spirit. But we can't get to that place until we recognize that we're barren. So if we think about physical soil, for example, if we think about physical soil, the soil we see around us, and I did some research, so I want to talk about this for a moment. According to the Pennsylvania State University website, healthy soil yields healthy crops and is the foundation of productive farming practices. So notice I said healthy soils yield healthy crops. Fertile soil provides essential nutrients to plants. Healthy soil contains the following, good soil, um, good drainage, no toxins, no chemicals that may harm the crop, and they're resilient to unfavorable conditions. They're resilient to unfavorable conditions. So notice I said the healthy soil contains those things. When we realize that we're barren and we're empty, we're just not healthy soil, we have to get out the chemicals, the toxins that have affected our lives, that have affected us from childhood. I began to wonder why so many women had read my book, Hammer's Hope. All over many places, I can see the, the graphs on Amazon of where it has sold. So many people all over the United States have, and over in, in another country, have read Hannah's Hope. And I began to say, God, it's written for teen girls, so why is it that women have read this book? And God began to show me that many women haven't dealt with their barrenness, their empty places. When you hear me say barren or empty, I'm not talking about physical barrenness. Physical barrenness, we know that God is our healer and he can do the miraculous. I, I, I battled with endometriosis and still have the diagnosis of endometriosis, but I have a 15-year-old son. So I'm not talking about physical barrenness. I'm talking about spiritual barrenness. Spiritual barrenness. So I remember just looking at the reports on Amazon and saying, Lord, so many women have read this book. So many women have reached out to me and said, wow, you helped me to recognize my empty place, my pain, where the source of my pain came from. So I say to you, as we start this study on barrenness, the word talks about the barrenness of women and the barren grounds and where it comes from and why. Why? Sometimes God makes a place desolate, makes a place barren because of disobedience. Sometimes those things may have, like, um, for example, if we remember in Genesis where the household 
was made barren because of um, a sin of having somebody else's wife in that in the position of the king. And so God made the household barren until the wife of that individual was released. And so barrenness can be caused by certain things, but at the end of the day we know that is there. We know that we have to come out of our barren places. As women, we may seek after the things the world says we need. So we try to fill our lives. We try to fill our lives. We have husbands. We have children. We want to have small waistlines, careers, businesses. We go after these things because we're trying to fill the empty place. And even after we have all those things, we still don't feel the peace of God. We still don't feel the joy, the unshakable joy that's found in Christ. Why? Because we haven't dealt with the barrenness, the barren place. We have noticed, even with all of those things, we still remain unproductive, depleted, and unfruitful. Why? Because we need to be healed from the inside out. We need to be healed. We can do that when we place our hearts. We place our hearts in the hand of Christ. So I ask you today, have you trusted God with your heart? Have you trusted Christ, our Redeemer, with your heart? And if you haven't, why not? Is it because you tried to trust man, as I did, and they disappointed you and they mistreated you, they may have abused you, and you feel like God is going to do the same? I'm a witness. He won't. He won't. God is so unmeasurable. His love, his love and acceptance, for us is so unmeasurable. And I say as we walk through barrenness and talk about barrenness and empty places, we got to get beyond the barrenness and begin to walk productively. We have to begin to walk fruitfully and bear the fruit that God placed inside of us. The fruit, His command for us in Genesis, he said, be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. So God is not stagnant. He's waiting on us to surrender our hearts. Give our hearts to him. Trust him with our hearts. People have disappointed us. People have broken our hearts. People have done things to us. And we know we can't trust people with our hearts. But we can trust God. I'm a living witness. I'm a living witness of crying out to God. All by myself. Even as a Christian. Remember I said I became a Christian that day after leaving that shop. I became a Christian. I accepted Christ into my heart. But he, I still didn't trust him at that moment with my heart to heal and deliver me from all of the barren, the things that caused me to become barren. I did not until recently. Until recently, maybe a couple years ago, where I began to cry out and say, God, 
I need you. I have tried it all. I keep being disappointed by people. I will put up wall after wall after wall. Why? Not because I thought I was better than anybody, but because I wanted to guard my heart. And I came to understand that the only one that can guard my heart is Christ. And so when I trust him, when I entrust him with my heart, with everything that has to do with me, then I can say, God, protect me from that. Protect me from the people that that mean harm to me. Protect me from those who don't care about me. I thank you for your love. I thank you for your, you were moving the empty place and began to grow. My fertile ground, my ground became fertile. And I began to grow and walk in my purpose. I would have, if you would have asked me about five, ten years ago about my purpose, I would still be sitting still because I never dealt with my emptiness. But because I got to Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, because I surrendered it to Christ, my heart, I trusted, I began to trust him with my heart. That's when I was able to take the step of purpose. Because God, even though they hurt me, you're not them. You said, I know the thoughts, I think towards you. Thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you and expect in to give you a future and a hope. You said, I am with you always, even until the end. You said, no weapon formed against me shall prosper, and every tongue that rises shall be condemned. That is your word. You said that you are near to the brokenhearted. And you bind up their wounds. You said it. And so I begin to come to understand his word for myself. Come into the understanding of his word. And I had to get away from people, even in church. I had to get, when I got delivered and I surrendered and came out of my barren places, I was in my office at home crying out to Christ. My Bible on my lap, my, my, my digital Bible open, and I was reading about God's love for me. Somebody needs to know that God is not people. God is not a man that he should lie. Nor the son of man that he shall repent. If he said it, it is so. And he said that he loves us with an everlasting love. That's his word. And so we got to get to his word because in order to become, to come out of our empty places, in order to come out of our empty places, we have to get to the word of God and know what he said about us. We have to say, God, I surrender. I give you my heart. I trust you with it. Why? Because he's our designer. He's a creator. He knew our road. I call, I use a metaphor when I talk about um, this road of life. I call life a road, a journey. A journey to understanding who God is for ourselves. 
People can tell you about their relationship with God all day long, but until you walk that journey, until you walk that road, and Christ walks beside you, and you cry and you weep and you feel the love of Jesus, when people have walked away from you, when people have shunned you, even your own family have shunned you and walked away, and Jesus is still on that road, you know you're on the road to redemption. You know that at the end of that road, we know the song, old song, my boys and men, although we come to the end of the road. When we come to the end of the road, to, from when we step into eternity, we step in the presence of Christ. And he's right here on this side waiting to heal our empty places. Waiting. But he wants us to trust him. Trust him with our hearts. We've trusted people with our hearts, and, and they've misused us, they've mishandled us. But God is saying, come, come. He said, come, take my yoke. We've been yoked by people long enough. We have to come out of our barren places, barren places. We have to come out of our ineffectiveness. We have to come out of our idol, just sitting idle, doing nothing with the purpose God put inside of us because of what people did to us, because we won't trust God with our heart to heal us. We have to yield to the power and the person of Jesus Christ, the lordship of Jesus Christ. We have to come out of our inactivity. We have to come out of our desolate and dry places. We have to come out of our unfruitfulness and depletion, but we can't do it until we get to Jesus. We cannot do it on our own. I promise you, I'm a living witness. I shed a lot of tears. And God comforted me. I've asked God a lot of reasons. Ask why. I, why was my one of my favorite questions to ask God. God, why? I know I'm not perfect. I know you're not perfect that's listening to me. But God, why? Why is my journey this way? Why do I have to walk this road and along that road that I'm walking down? He's right there. And he's right there on your road. He is saying you don't have to carry it. Picture yourself walking down. This is what I'm seeing in my mind. Walking your journey in life. Walking down this road. Because really only you can walk that road by yourself. Only you can to get to Jesus. People can share their testimony, but at the end of the day, only you can get to Jesus for yourself and really experience him. So picture yourself walking, and you have all this baggage in your hands, and you're about to fall, and you're about to collapse. You have all this baggage that you're trying to carry. And the King of kings and the Lord of lords, the all-powerful, the all-knowing, the omniscient, omnipresent, living God is walking beside you with his hands out saying, give it to me. 
Give it to me. Hand it to me. You weren't equipped to carry it. I am the living one. I am all powerful. I am all knowing. Give it to me. Give me your bearing places. Let me heal you from the inside out. Picture yourself. We're walking, trying to fix it, trying to carry it, trying to. I was the same. I was that way. I was trying to carry it. I was trying to please people because of my rejection. I was trying not to to um, have people be disappointed with me. I was trying to carry it because I was empty. And God said that no man can fill that empty space but him. I'm a witness to it. I walk around now and I say, God, I feel free. I feel free. Because freedom, he said, whom the Son set free is free indeed. And so I say to you today, our empty places, our barrenness cannot be fixed by things, by stuff. It didn't happen for me. Not even with my son. I love my son with everything that's in me. Every fiber of my being. I love my son. But at the end of the day, he didn't fill my barren places. He didn't heal me. He didn't deliver me. It was Christ and Christ alone. Amen. So, Stay tuned for more of our discussion on barrenness and overcoming and walking in our purpose and overcoming the barren places in our lives. Amen. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We thank you that you are Abba Father. You know what we need before we open our mouth, before we utter a word. So, Father, I pray for those that are listening that are barren that are empty, that are walking depleted, I pray that they will give you all of the weight, all of the yokes, that the yokes will come off and they will surrender and trust you with their hearts. Father, I thank you and I magnify you. I thank you for being my healer. And I pray for the healing of anyone listening over the airways, that they will first trust you with their heart and lean not unto their own understanding and know that you are not people. You're the living one. So I thank you and I praise you in advance for what you're about to do in their lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you all for tuning in to Hope in Christ with Denise here on Kingdom Influencers Broadcast. Have a blessed and prosperous week. Bless you and continue to seek the only hope because there is only one hope, and that's Christ our Lord. Our identity is in him. Have a blessed day. Hope in Christ.